Welcome to the Piney Pastors Podcast. I sometimes say welcome back, but maybe this is the people's first time listening, Mm -hmm. and maybe their last. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's both. Um, Welcome and goodbye. Yes, welcome, hello, goodbye. Today we are here. When I say we, I mean the pastors of Piney Ridge Church. I am Jason Myers, and you fellows are? Nathan Smith. And I'm Steve Hopped, senior pastor. Seniorist pastor. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, of age. Senior citizen pastor. Yeah. Well, we are here, and it is just a few days before uh, coming up Sunday, which is Advent Sunday, the first Sunday of the season of Advent. I thought you were going to say a few days before Thanksgiving. That is true as well. It is closer to Thanksgiving than it is Advent. Um, Mm -hmm. But we aren't doing a podcast on Advent, Steve. What? Uh, no, we are doing a podcast on Advent. We're not doing one on totally Thanksgiving. just rocked my world this time. <laughs> <laughs> He's all confused now. I'm not sure what we're doing. Okay, so we are doing a podcast on Advent. Oh, Advent. Yes, okay. not on Thanksgiving. It looks to me like this is going to be an adventure. Oh, <laughs> hopefully it's advantageous, though. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> we need a little sound effect <laughs> thing. Uh, well, we can be thankful for Advent, even as we talk about it. So what <laughs> is it? What is Advent? Who would like to give a shot? Uh, normally at my house, Steve is here pointing at Nathan. And at my house, <laughs> whenever uh, my kids do that, who is going to do the dishes? And they point to somebody else. Then you make them do I it. I make them do it. <laughs> yeah. So, no, uh, either one. Advent is... Uh, it comes from Latin word, which means coming, arrival, and it is, as far as the season of Advent, it's something that the church has been observing for, I don't know, many hundreds of years, Mm -hmm. and um, it begins the, it's a season that begins four Sundays before Christmas Day, and it is focused on the um, the coming of Christ. And so in doing that, Advent looks backwards <clears throat> as we remember the, um, the Old Testament longing for the coming of the Messiah and that the culmination of that longing in the first coming of Christ. And then it yeah. also looks, for us, looks to the future, uh, the second coming of Christ. Yeah. So as you said, it's something the church has been doing for centuries. Um, maybe it would be helpful to answer the question, why do we do it? Why, why is Piney Ridge Church, we have been observing Advent for, uh, for several years now. Um, why do we do that? Why do we think it's a helpful or important thing just in general that we would observe Advent? Well, let me turn the question around to you, Jason. Why do you think we do it? Oh. Well, Nathan, why do you think <laughs> this is going to go well? Uh <clears throat> Well, I, I think that part of it is that it is a something that the church has done, and it connects us to the rest of the church worldwide and throughout history. And it's um, uh, the, the question of why we're doing it. Um, it cannot be, I think, just because of tradition, but I think that if we always dismiss tradition right offhand so easily, it can be some, um, as Lewis might say, chronological snobbery, a... Um, some arrogance of thinking that, well, if it's old, it's bad. If it's new, it's good. Um, of course, the the opposite isn't necessarily true either, that just because right. it's old, it doesn't mean it's good, uh, or if it's new, that it's bad. <clears throat> but 
we we do see there is some benefit of, uh, of of connecting here with the tradition of the church in this way, but I think there are also practical reasons mm-hmm. um, that are still beneficial for us today. I will say that when I say that we as a uh, Pioneer Ridge Church observe Advent, we do that on our Sunday morning gatherings, and we encourage people to observe it throughout the this whole four week season leading up to Christmas Day. Um, but we do not believe that it is a, a command that everyone has to do, like that you're sinning if you don't observe Advent. In fact, I was looking up uh, this passage earlier, Romans 14, verse 8, I believe. Uh, nope, verse 5. It says, One person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. So um, <clears throat> I think that we can feel free to observe Advent as mm-hmm. um, a, on a clear Christian conscience, just like we would observe Christmas or Easter or any other holiday. Or not. Or not. Observe Christmas or, not. or Easter. Right. <clears throat> it's not a biblical mandate that this is what we must do. Right. Mm-hmm. You talked about some practical reasons. Yes. For I'm, I can come through on that. Go ahead. <laughs> Practical here. reasons for observing Advent. And, and I think one maybe that sticks out right in the beginning is that we Christians, I think, are aware of the secularization of the holiday. Yeah. And the emphasis that is put on uh, gift giving or even family getting together and the emphasis can get off of the birth of Jesus Christ and what a what a monumental history changing event that was um, the you might say the nexus of all of history is is right there at the the life of Jesus and it began with his incarnation with his birth mm-hmm. his miraculous birth and so one practical reason for observing mm-hmm. advent for Oh, you know, having a Advent readings or, or just meditating on, on the the incarnation, meditating on, the life of Jesus, His coming to Earth, and why He came, as we prepare for Christmas, can help us to celebrate Christmas, mm-hmm. in a more God glorifying way. Mm-hmm. Secondly, you mentioned Nathan that, not only where we live today. And the time that we live is is after the life after Jesus lived, but it is before his second advent. And so I think that that is one part of Advent that maybe we don't emphasize. I'm not saying we Piney Ridge Church, but we Christians don't emphasize enough that we are looking forward to the return of Christ. We should be eagerly awaiting. We should be it says in second timothy loving his appearance and we should be living our lives um with with a heavenly mindset yeah we should be looking forward to forever living our lives with the knowledge that this is preparation for eternity mm-hmm. that the the trials that we walk through are preparing for us an eternal weight of glory and as we interpret the events of our lives we should be doing so with at least some thought of how it is preparing us for eternity and 
and how um, our greatest joy is going to be when we are face to face with Christ and our glorified bodies, our sinless bodies, mm-hmm. our, our bodies that are without limitation, weakness, pain, and, um, but most of all, as I said, sinless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and, and what a joyful time that's going to be. And like you said, it's, it's having that, if you're not putting your focus there, you're putting it somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so um, the Apostle Peter in First Peter says, set your hope fully on uh, the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Set your hope fully there and not partially there and partially somewhere else and on, um, you know, whether it's graduating college or getting married or having grandkids or getting, re- you know, getting to retirement or whatever else. These things we can enjoy, um, but our hope isn't there. Mm-hmm. Our hope for really what we need, that none of those will actually satisfy us. Everything will leave us wanting except for Jesus. And so yeah. that's where our hope should be. Yeah. Yeah, two other benefits come to mind for me. One is that when we look back in the Old Testament and see how they were longing for the coming of the Messiah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it helps us as um, as New Testament saints to see that God's people have always been waiting, that this isn't yeah. something. When we look at the, the brokenness, the mess of the world, the mess of our lives, and we long for Christ to return. It's comforting to know that this isn't something unusual that we're experiencing. I think it's Peter also who says, when you go through the fiery trial, um, don't think it's strange. Don't, yeah. Don't think it's strange as if, you know, this is something wrong, uh, in the sense that, you know, God has abandoned you or is it's evidence of his displeasure. No, this is, what God's people, God has always called his people to do is to, to press on through suffering to glory and to wait with hope. Um, and I think another benefit for um, a more, um, it's kind of a uh, byproduct benefit of focusing on Advent and help that being our focus, helping us to be more Christ-centered in our celebration on Christmas, um, often the byproduct is we actually get more joy out of the the things that we uh, experience, like being with family and enjoying yeah. certain traditions and <clears throat> things like that. Because um, if we're setting our hope on having joy at Christmas time because of conversations we're going to have with our family or the traditions that are going to bring back this you know, nostalgia and the hallmark feeling. Yeah. If that's what we're looking for and that's where we're hoping for joy in Christmas, it's going to disappoint. I mean, even if in the moment it feels good, as soon as it's over, you're going to go, well, here's a big bummer. How many people have the post Christmas blues? Yeah. Tons of of people. Yeah. Depression around the holidays is huge. And so, um, often if we are focused on Christ and um, our our longing is, as Steve was saying, for heaven. Then God's gracious to throw in unexpected joys along the way, yeah. where we can actually see the blessing of these traditions and things, and and get uh, a taste, a foretaste of heaven. And it's even a reminder them. that we don't have heaven yet. So when we do, when it does disappoint, or when it is everything we wanted it to be, but it doesn't last. It's a reminder, we're not home yet. Mm-hmm. Jesus, mm-hmm. his second advent is yet to come, and that's what we're longing for. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah, and I, I think that we don't get help from that. There, no, nothing. We don't have uh, Hallmark Advent movies. We have Hallmark Christmas movies, right? And um, we don't have Advent cookies or sing Advent songs usually um, on the radio. There's just, it's everything Christmas. And um, we don't get a lot of help just by ourselves or in this world about um, our need for waiting and longing mm. for Jesus to return. And so we need Advent season. I need it anyway um, to focus my heart, my mind again. And um, if if Christmas is a day um, and even a, a, a short season, well, Advent it helps to um, keep that, I think, focused. Um, and so it's even meant to, as a little child, uh, and maybe even as we look at our children and we long for them to experience that Christmas day and all the joys that come with it. And uh, we talk about it and we're building anticipation. Advent is meant to not only help us to wait, but to build anticipation, both for Christmas day itself and, as you said, for his second coming. And so it's it, teaching us to wait when it, we don't naturally want to wait. Mm-hmm. It's teaching us that it's, as you said, Nathan, that, that it's okay. This is, God's not, he's not delayed. Um, he's not slow um, in coming. He is coming when the time is just right at the fullness of time. He came and at the fullness of time, again, he will come again. Um, yeah, so we, we need that. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are some things, maybe either um, activities, um, uh, books, ideas, resources, or or even just uh, something, some aspect of Advent that has been most beneficial or encouraging to you personally? What do you like about Advent the most? I like to, uh, Sandy and I like to read a, an Advent devotional each day um, during Advent, and it just helps to prepare our hearts and focus our minds mm-hmm. and our hearts and focus our hopes where, where more where they should be yeah. as we prepare because we are... Uh, we are a family that gets together and we, we love the family aspect of, of holidays. But if that's where we pin our hopes, then, as you said, we're going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I, I, I think that reading together for us an Advent devotional book helps to set our minds more where they should be. And there's some intentionality in that. You have to you have to discipline yourself to read it every day, or if you, you know, or uh, regularly at mm-hmm. least. And um, like I said, because we don't naturally have our our eyes lifted upward, we're naturally thinking about everything around us, what's going on, and how we feel inwardly. Um, but to look up and to do this for you know, a month straight as mm-hmm. you're preparing for Christmas and mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> you know preparing your hearts and minds for eternity. Uh, it's good. It takes, but it takes some effort and some time right. set aside, and it's good. And we don't have kids at home, mm-hmm. but for I don't know if there are any pastors here that do have kids at home. You mm-hmm. might want to speak to I that, do. but but I think that's important to get their eyes and their hearts and their minds prepared also for uh, a celebration of Christmas that glories glorifies and honors God, mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. above the gifts and the feeling and even mm-hmm. the family. Yeah, yeah. Two of my children who shall remain unnamed, uh, just a couple days ago, we were talking about how this year Christmas Day falls on Sunday, 
and how we're going to be having a worship gathering. And um, which, by the way, which means, can I go ahead and say, yeah. we are not having a Christmas Eve service mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve night. We and are we, having a Christmas morning worship gathering, though. Yeah. And as we think ahead, when people are going to be listening to this podcast. This is 2022. <laughs> yes, when that's we right. will not be having Thank a you. Christmas Eve. Yeah. We normally do. Yeah, but yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good clarification. So one of my children was less than pleased to discover we would be having a worship gathering on Christmas Day morning, and uh, one of my other children said, "Well, I think actually, um, in some traditions, the there is always a worship gathering on Christmas." day no matter if it's on a and, sunday or not yeah and that child said i think that's a great idea and the other child said why would you want to do that <laughs> you ruin christmas and the response was because that's what the whole point of christmas is is to celebrate the birth of jesus and what better way to do that than to gather with the church isn't it wonderful when you have children that are shepherding mm-hmm. yes discipling other children, other children. yes yeah. praise yeah. the lord mm-hmm yeah, and I, I, I think that um, that can be a good test if uh, you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, great, I forgot Christmas is on a Sunday. Yeah. And uh, where we, uh, it, it, it is true that you can and should be making all of life about Jesus every day, all day. And yet, um, when we're thinking, which is why that worship gathering is going to last all day long. All it is. day. <laughs> announcement number two. <laughs> We'll have each of us will preach an hour long sermon. Pack a lunch. Yes, (laughs) yes, twice. Um, Yeah, and I I do think that it it is helpful to remind us of what's uh, most important and Mm -hmm. what the focus is, what the reason for the season is. You might say, yeah. Um, And I and I think um, I think for me one of the one of the most enjoyable parts about Advent is that it forces me to slow down. Um, we're doing so many things. Mm-hmm. We have Christmas plays and Christmas parties and get-togethers and family things and presents and whatever else. But um, this forces me, helps me to slow, slow down, uh, to take some time and to think about not only what matters for Christmas, but what matters in life and in eternity, mm-hmm. what it is all about and what it's for. Um, so I, for me, it doesn't, this doesn't, tame or diminish christmas it actually intensifies Mm-mm. it oh, yeah um I, I christmas is my favorite holiday and uh advent is a season i think that prepares me for it more than anything else could mm-hmm. um, but also beyond as you said steve about the second coming of christ and so yeah observing advent for me forces me to slow down and i find great um peace in that and uh, great hope as i look forward mm-hmm. yeah yes me too and um i've for last i don't know several years maybe maybe longer how many is several anyway several is a few is three right three that's what i always yeah two is a couple quantify these things some is like is it's me four or five several is more (laughs) than five oh okay see i usually several i I would have thought in the three to five that's what i think too yeah Okay. Yeah. You guys are weird. Go ahead. <laughs> Maybe I'm so, weird. Oh, the last ha- three to five years. I don't have a category for some. Some, <laughs> some years ago. It's too vague. Too vague. Uh, I have used various Advent devotionals. I am looking at some right now that I, which in this case, some is four, Steve. 
Okay. <laughs> on Crossway's website. Uh, Come Let Us Adore Him by Paul David Tripp. Mm-hmm. I've read it. It's good. Mm-hmm. Good News of Great Joy, John Piper. I've mm-hmm. read it. It's good. That's, the Dawning I think that's free. of Indestructible yeah. Joy. It's not free also by John Piper. on Crossway, but no, I think you can I get it from Desiring God as yeah. a download. Yeah. Dawning of Indestructible Joy, and then Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. I have, in fact, used all of these. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I've been doing it more than several years because I have used Come Thou Long Expected Jesus uh, several times. Who's that author? Nancy Guthrie. Well, Nancy Guthrie, Guthrie compiled it, but it's yeah. a lot of it's sermon excerpts from okay. a... People Dead and Living. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, and what, was the one, what was the one by David <laughs> Mathis? Oh, yeah. The uh, something you didn't expect. Yeah, we yeah. did that, yeah. I thought that was good. Yeah, that was good. Is Maybe it the I've been Christmas? Doing this like 10 years now. The Christmas I, you didn't expect? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That was really good as well. Yeah. Um, But. And there's others. Yeah. For the same reasons. It helps me to slow down and um, so that Christmas doesn't sneak up on me and, and I go, oh, my heart's really not focused on Christ. It's just distracted and. um. Yeah, and it's it's helped for sure to um, have more of that focus as a family. Mm-hmm. To, we have a lot of different traditions that we've established. Katie has, in many ways, taken the lead in establishing those. Um, things like an Advent calendar, we count down, and certain devotionals we do that are geared towards the kids and more interactive um, something called adornaments mm-hmm. goes through different names of Jesus and has little ornaments that you hang up <clears throat> for each of those. Um, so yeah, all those have been, I just love that we have traditions that are not, not that there's anything wrong with family oriented traditions, but these are specifically Christ centered yeah. traditions. Yeah, it's good. And for a good book on that topic in general, there's um, Treasuring is it Treasuring Christ in Our Traditions. I think so. Noel Piper. Yep. It's a good book. Yeah. Yeah, and there are a lot of <clears throat> family resources for um, Advent. We're doing family worship and uh, with your kids, and we have some of those. If you just search for Advent on our pineyridgechurch.org, there are a lot of blog posts about Advent from years past, about different resources and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are looking for any in particular, you can always email us and we will make sure we send some to you or some ideas, links for yeah. them. Um, but uh, one of the things that I uh, think Advent is um, is helpful and always encouraging for me for is that it's not just something I do. It's not just something that uh, our family does, but it's something that our church does. Um, so on Sundays, um, starting this coming Sunday mm-hmm. and leading up to, to Christmas on Christmas Day, we will be observing Advent and uh, just reminding each other uh, that we need to embrace waiting with expectation. We need to embrace longing with um, um, kind of uh, an anticipation of what will be. And um, we can even have a, a sadness and darkness with hope that that as you said it's not just after christmas that sometimes people really feel let down but uh, a lot of people are even maybe new this year going to be um reliving loss Mm -hmm. that they've had this year 
and or from this year to last year, what's been different, what's changed in a, in a, in a sad or negative way. And um, it's, it's okay to embrace that reality. Like, yeah, we are sad, we can lament, but we have hope. We do so with those who have a, um, every day is another day closer to when Jesus will return. Amen. Every day is another day closer to where the, the light is shining brighter that um, we have, the sun has set on some person's life or in some um, experience or event in our lives and it feels dark and sad, but the dawn is coming. And there is yeah. a um, um, there is a sunrise when Christ comes that will never set, and that is our hope, and it's in Him. And so, yeah, I think that uh, as a church, reminding, being reminded of this, is something I look forward to every year as well. Any mm-hmm. final words or um, words of encouragement or exhortation that you want to give? No, <laughs> I thought when you were talking about reminding us nathan you talked about that that advent can remind us that all throughout the old testament they were waiting mm-hmm. uh, waiting for the messiah waiting for the promised one and, and um it made me think of isaiah 40 and mm. i don't that's not necessarily talking about it's not talking about the coming of the messiah but it does say that when you're weak and when you are lacking strength and when you are exhausted, to remember that we have a God who is never weak, who never gets tired, who never faints, and that those who wait for the Lord will renew their strength. And they will mount up their wings with wings like eagles, and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. So waiting for whether it's for God to to move in a certain situation, whether you're waiting for God to fill you with strength when you're feeling weak, or whether your mind is focused on the return of Christ and you're waiting for that, uh, there's a very precious promise there Mm -hmm. for those who do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, in light of that, Steve, would you pray for us that our Advent season would be focused as it should be and we would take advantage of everything God has given us? Amen. Lord God, we are thankful for the church, that you have given us the church mm-hmm. to remind us of of who you are and, and how great is your grace and your love that you have bestowed on us. And... I pray, Lord, for our church, but I pray for the universal church, Lord, as we begin to count down toward the celebration of your birth, that that Jesus Christ will be the focus of all that we do and all that we celebrate, and that all of the other things will be secondary, precious perhaps, and joyful perhaps, but Lord, let our minds be fixed on you Mm -hmm. and let us honor and glorify you in our celebration of this christmas season we pray this in the name of jesus amen amen amen